Well, the show started. Chub, chub, the chub is chubbing. Yeah, that's okay. Is that is that uh house? The, what's the, is that the Disney Channel movie? Yeah, that's jump, uh, jump, smart the house. house is jumping. That was chub, chub, the chub is chubbing. <laughs> chub, chub, smart house, smart house. The that's the name of the movie. Chub is chubbing. Chub, chub, the chub is chubbing. Yeah, it's the one they get they get awarded the super smart house, and then it starts backfiring on them. Yeah. yeah. Evil house, yeah, it's not smart. Evil it's too house. smart. The mom um, like falls in love with the dad and tries to kill the kids. No, I don't think so. <laughs> eh. There's no mom, isn't it? I don't think. No, the house a... mom. That's the mom. The house mom. Oh, mom the crazy. House. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. The one that makes the smoothies and stuff. The when... Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. That's... is that what you're referring to, Paul? Y- yeah, that's okay. the woman, the mom character, because their mom is dead. <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah. Well, it's it's okay. Um, I don't know if it would hold up. I don't know how many of those Disney Channel movies would hold up uh, today. People still watch that one at Halloween. What is that? Halloween one? Town? Yeah. Halloween Town. That's a good movie. I don't find it interesting anymore, but as a kid, I would watch them. Yeah. I mean, there's they had the bowling ones. Everything was very specific. Yeah. All the Disney Channel movies. Motocross. Like <laughs> it wasn't just like a coming-of-age movie. Or like you know about just a kid that's like a relationship. Everything had to have a theme, concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the the theme is the the mom died. No, the theme of that movie was they got a smart. No, they house, got a smart Paul. house. Yeah, each one of them had like their. If somebody was trying to describe the movie, like in the in the description line that you would see like on Netflix or like uh, as you're just flipping through the TV Guide channel type thing, every one of these has a very specific like an Irish guy gets help from a leprechaun. Because he wants to be a basketball player. Oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah, that one. Or like, you got the pointy ears. There's no, that was there's luck no, of the Irish. Luck of the Irish, yeah. You know, there's no just like normal Disney Channel movie. It was like there was a girl in the future, and uh, she lives on a space station. That's well, Zena. that's because that's how you like attract the attention of kids, probably. Yeah, you probably don't want to have some crazy thing with a you know laundry list of plot twists and all yeah. that. They won't be following you it. Know, they, yeah, it has to be very specific. This is what it's about. This specific thing. Um, yeah, it doesn't. I don't. That's what I'm saying. I wonder. I, they probably would not hold up. I'm. I'd be curious. I think uh, when we get to the age where we're having kids and we start showing our kids these movies, I'm. You know, that's when you always find out if it's playing poker on the phone while these movies are going on. Yeah, yeah. If it's going to be that sort of thing. I remember there was a quite a few movies my mom wanted to show me that she loved when she was a kid and she was like oh this movie actually sucks now like <laughs> this, this i think is, all kids movies suck though they're boring it wasn't even a kids movie these were like normal movies uh there was like 
the one where the kid had a very uh, his face. Oh man, what is what is his the name face. of the face? The kid's fa- he had a face. He, he was kids born got with, a face. He was born with a very <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna look this up. 1970s <laughs> movie. He had like a face. He was like he had a he movie had a where a kid had face. a face. Oh, he had a deformed face. Uh, I'm looking it up. Elephant Man. It's called Mask. The movie was Mask from 1985. So like Starring that was Jim Carrey. It's not. It's very different from The Mask. Um, <laughs> this. Look at this. Oh, I've definitely seen that yeah. one. <laughs> How could you forget? Yeah. So like this is a movie. Like I was. Oh, this is great. And then we watch it. As like okay, this isn't so good. Um, also, random what comes up when I type in 1970s movie deformed face and the the Sentinel with Jeff Goldblum, which I reviewed the other week. <laughs> kind of random. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then Mel Gibson. Yeah, also and then up. Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh yeah, with a beard. He happens to be <laughs> with a beard. So uh, yeah. Anyway, so things don't hold up as well. But uh, hey, we got Pat back. Pat's back. I was on the show f- for part of the show. That's oh, that's a good point. last week. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and you had the heater heat guy check came out of there. Heat check. You called heat check, and then the guy was there. Heat check. It was under fifty degrees in my apartment. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'd be out of there. Those were tough times. So, do you just when you go to sleep, did you just put a bunch of blankets on, or what did you do? Um, so I would just hang out in one room, and I'd have a space heater in there, and I'd kick it up to like seventy-five, and honestly, that worked. And then when space I went, heaters, yeah. Then when I went to bed, I would go with like a sweatshirt a hoodie on top of it pants two pairs of socks and honestly it was really comfortable put it okay. in my bed like because it was really <laughs> cold you know yeah. so sleeping wasn't a problem um i only woke up from being cold once to where i just went and got another throw blanket i have and that was fine i didn't yeah. want to leave the space heater on overnight yeah well energy I, cost no i don't even pay for electric so that's that's what? not even a dude thing. i'd be Whoa. running that thing all day i'm like i have ocd so i was like thinking the place would burn though we got to run like an extension cord over here because <laughs> my electric bill last month was bad was it so i think you need to run like an extension cord from your place over here i'm sure and it... start plugging in some stuff <laughs> <laughs> wonder how far you could run one before somebody just unplugs a part of it yeah someone I'd, runs it i'm over. gonna say a while I think you could go pretty long distance. Uh, yeah, obviously we'd have to keep there'd be multiple long extensions. What are we gonna boards. put it on Lakeshore Drive? Yeah, we just run it doesn't it down go the direct. <laughs> no, no, there's no direct over skyscrapers. <laughs> no, no, they'd all be just laying on the ground somewhere. Um, so yeah, there we go. We'll do that. If you're not paying for it, then all of a sudden the landlord changes his mind. And like, <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. He's <laughs> like, yeah, our our bill was twenty five times as high as it was. Yeah, that was literally the selling point why I got the dump. Was yeah. because electric was included. Yeah. So it's just like one less thing to think it's a good about. Good bonus. There you go. Space heater, Pat, that's kind of very, uh, I'm thinking of like Native Americans. They used to sleep. It was cold, but they had the fire in the middle of the teepee. Dangerous. That's kind of what you're doing. How did right? they survive? Like, there's smoke and stuff. So I've been, I slept in a teepee. They had a hole. Right? Yeah, they, they have a hole. Yeah. So but the then way that it lets works, the air in. That's the thing. I, it's so at the top, though. I The top has a little hole at the top. And so the heat rises, the smoke all comes out the top, right? Right. And then it also has a little, they're kind of double walled. So they have an inner wall that's on the inside of the wooden post and then another wall that's on the outside. And there's a little gap that allows some air to flow through mm. um, to let the air in so that the smoke can go out the top. But uh, I stayed in a teepee one time 
in Southern Illinois. It was the worst experience of my worst sleep of my life. I bet. And it was like, you know, in the thirties or forties temperature wise. <laughs> and we had the fire going in the middle the whole time. It just doesn't heat up because you have the, right. Cause you have the thing up the top. So it warms up a little bit, but like yeah. it's not enough to I wonder. Cause I went camping when it was cold. Like I did scouts when I was a kid Yeah, and I wonder how that all worked. Like, because we, we just slept in tents. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, it doesn't work. No. That's, that's the solution. <laughs> I mean, their options were either, like, be a little cold or die. So. Yeah. I guess they figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah they figured it out enough. Speaking of which, I was driving recently, getting on the Stevenson Expressway, and as I was getting on, there were two guys just, like, warming up with a fire. But it was, like, questionably close to the street. In one of the trash barrels, like you see in movies, uh, oh, it's just like, like under a barrel. viaduct. What? Oh, so just like they just had like a. It was. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it was questionably close to the street. They just like had this like fire, a like fire on the ground. I felt like you could almost feel it from like the inside of the car. Oh, you feel the heat. <laughs> oh, it wasn't man. in a trash barrel. It was just okay. like wood on the ground. I feel like number one move I'd do as a homeless man is make a fire in a trash barrel. That'd be like just the go-to. Oh yeah, that'd be the only reason I'd want to be homeless is just for that for that effect. So speaking of homeless, I have a quick story to tell. Yeah, um, I walked home from work one night because mm-hmm. it was like in the 30s, and I'm so done with the winter. Like I just wanted to be outside. So 30s has been that seemed warm because it's it been seemed, so cold. It, yeah. it was, well, it was like in the <laughs> teens and lower with the wind like all week, and then all yeah. of a sudden like it rained and it was in like the mid 30s. Yeah, so. My place is two and a half miles from where I work, oh, wow. so that's about like a 50-minute walk. Yeah. I'm walking. There's this little strip right before you get on the expressway, and it's all tents of like people who are homeless. Yeah, or to camping in the urban environment. They're, they're not camping. Urban camping. <laughs> urban camping. Dude, I'm telling you, there were these rats like a foot long. Yeah. Like they were huge. And you guys know I hate mice. Yes. I hate mice. <laughs> They were like 10 or 12 of them I counted running, and then yeah. one ran like right past me. You know what I did? I went across the street, and I didn't sleep all night. If I could put 10 mice in my pants at once for $1,000, I would. <laughs> um, traumatized. I hate to be a bitch, but I'm traumatized. Well, what you're talking about, Pat, is a real, like, it's a legit thing in Los Angeles that they're dealing with right now is the homeless encampments causing a lot of rats. And rats carry this disease called typhus that people are starting to get in Los Angeles, which is like they've like literally listed as like an epidemic type thing that, you know, potential like this is going to be really bad if this continues because they have even a worse. They have like what you're talking about, like a little tent city, but they have a skid row in Los Angeles. That's like this huge section. I love that band. Filled with, yeah, filled with rats. And uh, so that would be your nightmare probably. Yeah. Would you like to wake up there? No. <laughs> Came and walked oh, how'd the I get without seeing him here. I know. Just like wakes up after a night of drinking. Where am I? Oh, oh I'm in the rat capital of the world. <laughs> and they have the bubonic plague. Yeah. Oh man, you're not. You have no luck with rodents right now, Pat. Your mice and then rats. No. Luckily, I haven't seen any inside in a while. Yeah. So that's been good. But I do hear them. So I know they're around. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a way to get in currently. They don't have a way to communicate, so they're just trying to scratch to let you know they're there. Yeah. They're like, what's up, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Here to haunt your dreams. What if they were Morse coding? We just never paid attention. Yeah. Like they have the cure to like some disease. Yeah. <laughs> they have the cure to typhus. 
they've been living with it and they know how to cure it and they're just uh, trying to let us know but they, they can't they're just scratching <laughs> you ever notice you can only ooze two things sexuality and pus man I tell you yeah Steve what's been going on with you just been living my life Jay nice I don't think uh, I don't know I I did a it's a great answer for talk, a talk yeah. podcast yeah, post birthday <laughs> Yeah, Steve, you're gonna. Have to, I can't remember. Yeah, let's what hear. happened? I think I just got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's exciting. Yeah, but uh, I did uh, Google something troubling today. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, I didn't. I didn't Google it, but I was talking uh, with a longtime Chubstep listener, Chubstep Greg, and uh, we were talking about fit kids. Oh, or young and yoked. Yeah, young and yoked. Yeah. So I thought, well, I better make sure there's not a young and yoked Instagram so we can snag it. Yep. And then I know young and yoked, but then when I typed in hashtag fit, I didn't even hashtag it. I yep. typed in fit kids, and there was a hashtag <laughs> fit kids with like five hundred thousand like hashtags, and it's all just like it's like shirtless kids. You know, you're on. I was on there. You're, you're on an FBI list yes, right now. Yes, dude. <laughs> Part, I was on there for two seconds. The key part and I'm of like, young and yoked. You have to type in fit kids, nothing sexual. That's the key part you have to type <laughs> in. Oh my God. I was so scared. I'm like, look, I'm like four pictures in. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then I like <laughs> the almost burned my phone. Shut the computer. <laughs> it, Jay, it's a fine line you're going to be walking here. Well, nothing's been done yet. So I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to get the advice of my legal team face. It is Shamrock riding dirty. Oh this Jesus is too much. Christ! It's getting bad. No, Jay, uh, if you go on go on Instagram, just type in "fit kids" in the top, and no. then just like try and go on there for more than a minute. Like, I'm not going to do that. I have no desire. I think, you just cannot. I think you sacrificed enough. I don't think I need to do that. <laughs> I'm, gonna, you know, I'm about to have somebody kick my door in and be like, "You you pervert, <laughs> <laughs> you deviant, you like fit kids, huh?" I'm like, no. <laughs> Even if I was a parent with fit kids, like I don't think I could post. I think I feel like it'd be yeah. even weird as a parent to post like a, an image as a kid. So what, write, what, like, what is the point of all this? You're trying to point out like kids who are athletically advanced. Is that basically it? I, yeah, I'm gonna re- but I'm gonna retell some this. of those kids weren't even fit that I was looking at. It was just kids. That's <laughs> where it got weird. This I'm is gonna, like a scouting report for future yeah. athletes. So though, I'm gonna just re-say real fast the way it started is I was in Ole Miss and there was two kids throwing around a football. And All one right, of them, Jay. I couldn't tell if he was wearing shoulder pads or if he was just super jacked. And I was like, what is this? This is so strange. So then I'm like, that kid's young and yoked. And then that's where, it whole, that's where the whole thing started. I don't, Did you talk to the kid? Didn't talk to him. Didn't, don't know, nah, still don't know the answer. Could have changed everything. Some of it's just about the debate, you know? But I don't want to talk about this too much. <laughs> Jared has a lot of editing to do. Yeah, because I yeah, that have to remove a lot of stuff. So, um, okay, so we have some emails here. So the first one uh, is from uh, Frequently Flaccid. Oh, my favorite. And it's called uh, Trump, uh, Chub Chub Empire. <laughs> the, the, the doesn't exactly work as a word. Um, so then it says, Jared, as someone who has worked on the TV show Empire, I'd like to hear your comments on the story. 
and then it is the uh, the Jussie Smollett story. This is like the only thing I've heard on like the radio going to work. Yeah, it's been a lot of talk. You've been awfully quiet Everybody on this loves one. Talking about it. Yeah, accomplice. Uh, thanks, uh, FF. Frequently flaccid. So, uh, so this is what I'd say about this. So obviously, I can't talk. You know, I, I probably shouldn't be saying really anything with this, with being involved with this. But, but what I can say is that um, I've met him quite a few times, and he's always been super super nice to me uh he had you know like i i've met him many times you know like for the last however long he's been on the show and he's again oh like and i only know him in a professional setting but always been and, and there's people in a professional setting that are that are horrible and if there's somebody's horrible in a professional setting you can be sure that they're a douchebag in real life 100%. right there's i don't think there's any translation oh, yeah. you know the other way where somebody's just a dick in the work office in real life they're just the nicest guy and from from what I've seen, you know, from what I know of Jesse and what I've, you know, seen, he's a super nice guy. And while it seems, you know, obviously there's been a lot that's gone on with this whole thing. What I will say is that I listened to the podcast Reasonable Doubt with Mark Garrigus and uh, Adam Crowland. Mark Garrigus is now representing as his lawyer. And all I'm going to say is that the case is definitely when Mark Garrigus is involved, it's never it's never over, uh, you know, as much as people might think or that kind of thing. The guy is like, is like the best lawyer in the world, and so uh, if you know, there's there's going to be more on this as it evolves, but that's probably uh, as much. It's really all I have to say on it. Related but not related. Yes. Former boss of mine, uh, owner of a company. He once told me, "Just gotta keep chasing the pump. You can either be a really shitty person and good at your job, or you can be." A really good person and shitty at your job, but you can't be a shitty person and be shitty at your job. Yes, yes. So to address those <laughs> shitty people out there, you better like research and all this other shit yeah. because being a shitty yeah. person is not cool. Yes, do some research out there. Yeah, and and you know working in the working in the television and film world, you deal with a lot of uh, personalities, and and this is with any job. Pat deals with this all stuff at his job. I'm sure, Paul, you deal with that. Like a lot of fish. You probably have a lot of douchebag fish, right? They're, they're assholes, man. Yeah. <laughs> 95% of them don't want to die, and that's their job, to die. Yeah. So just get big and die, fish. Let yeah. it go. Paul, do you ever get, like, guild? Ooh. Guilt? Yeah. Like get sliced. Oh, I, no, it's I, like sliced no. by the gills. Oh, Gil. No, I don't actually work with fish. Oh, just the fish tanks. Not, not a lot. Yeah. Okay. Just fish tanks. Just fish tanks. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, but uh, Pat, that's a good point. And it's like, it, it, I, it, no matter to me though, no matter how good somebody is at their job, if they're if they're a shitty person to work with, I never want to work with them again. Sometimes you don't have a choice. Sometimes no, and that's that's the only time I have had to do it is when you you know. But then there's like there'd be times where. You know, you have options on working with. Uh, if you have the option, like nobody's ever going to choose to work somebody with a dick, even if they're better. Uh, the best work advice I've been ever given is out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. So just stay out of sight. <laughs> <laughs> we just, heard that every single day in the army. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> out of sight, out of mind, and then you just leave. You just scatter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hiding. I'm hiding. I'm hiding. <laughs> you go find somewhere to hide. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is an email uh, called Tipping. I've noticed a new trend at fast food counters. Now that the tablet has replaced the cash register, 
when you swipe your credit card, you now have the option to tip. Do you tip? What are your thoughts? Is it JV or all balls? Um, or maybe Whoa. a total reference, Swiss cheese or bald eagle. Actually, let's call it hard on or flaccid. Ooh, so is this is 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 tipping? Or well, let's start with what are our thoughts, and then if we'll I'm say if it's hard being, on or flaccid. No, 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 no. Let me let me start. If a server, oh, it's from Chub Daddy too. Oh, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> if um, if there's not like a waitress involved or anything, I'm not tipping. If this is like a McDonald's kiosk, I'm not giving it. If the person is behind the counter, no, no, then I'm not, no I'm not tipping a cash register. Okay, that's fair. So, and I don't disagree. It's when they put that on there, though, it you makes you think about it, and you're way more likely to tip if it pops up on there than not. Yes. Well, you couldn't. T- oh, you yeah. probably wouldn't have had any other option other than to slip them a couple bucks over the yes. counter. But yeah, or they they Maybe had a like a jar. jar. Oh, tip jar. Where, where do you I like see the those? jar. Well, now you don't see it with the tablets, but you, I mean, I don't know. You see them cheaper places, right? You're not going to be some fancier. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what, okay, so this is my whole thing when you go to a bar, right? When you go to a bar and you just get two beers and there, somebody just turns around in the cooler, opens up two Coors Lights or Bud Lights for Pat. I drink Miller, yeah, Miller Lights for Pat. Coors Sorry. For me. Miller Lights for Pat. And they just turn around, pop open the thing and, you know, like, yeah, you gotta give them two bucks. You give them two bucks, Paul. Yeah, usually. But I'm saying, how is that any different than somebody preparing like a McDonald's meal or something behind there, mm. or a Chipotle meal? Because, like, to me, the Chipotle meal not, actually takes it, more skill. It does, but tips aren't built into their their. Uh, you know, what is that? I, it's not a salary. The their bar. salary. They're they're just yeah I mean what it's they not, get paid, it's not yeah. built into their pay yeah it's built into the bartender's pay or it's not it's not I it's see. not into <laughs> the McDonald's workers pay it is a factor for bartenders just because of whatever that business structure is okay they can't figure out a way to pay people and you know distribute beer I guess I don't know yeah I mean it's <laughs> It's another of those kind of BS things that like, hey, I have to tip you because your employer doesn't pay you enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but those people like have to be over 21. So like a lot of them have to be out of college and they have to make decent enough money to like still want to do it. You know, and you need good bartenders. You need fast people or else you don't get enough beer. And that's sad. <laughs> I never get served. You take your shirt off. Yeah. You know, you, you have a beer. That's one thing I don't miss about college was just waiting 30 minutes to get a beer. Yeah. It's it's eye contact, a light smile, and uh, yeah, have the, have the cash or card in hand. In hand. I always had the cash in hand. Yeah. And it was over the bar, and it didn't matter. I've got a good... I'm not a pretty girl. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a good tip, though. I think, and I think this may be something we just invent or something like that, but wherever you whenever you put up your card you show like you flash one of the new hundreds um <laughs> you're never gonna pay for that like so but this could even be a fake hundred right you could just like print out a fake paper hundred well that's illegal but this is you're not gonna use it for currency yeah. and maybe it's this is like a, is it to, to print out a fake to print out yes. fake paper money yeah what about just yeah. like a half what if it's just like a, a fake credit card that looks like a hundred dollar bill or something that's that size Here's my idea, though. It's, okay, forget if it's illegal, right? You're going to do this either way. 
uh, you hold it up and that's all they see is they're going to see it as a hundred. And then they're like, what do you want? You're like, I just want a Bud Light or Miller Light. And then you give them like five, you know, here's five bucks. <laughs> then they go, I'm not making <laughs> but change they see that. that it's going to draw their They're not going to want to serve you again. Well, get <laughs> yeah. all your things at once. That's the you only just, barrier you You just get. made them like <laughs> review the hundred to make sure it was actually a hundred dollars. And then they had to give you all this change all yeah. over like a small sale. Yeah. Uh, do you think that option to tip on the thing is that hard on or flaccid that's a hard on uh i think i think it's flaccid they just need a tip jar just go with go with the simple tip jar i think i think it's um i think from my perspective i think it's flaccid because i i feel pressured to do it even though i don't want to and then isn't that hard on Hard on would be positive. Flaccid would be bad. Oh, I think. flaccid. Okay. Yeah. My okay. bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, we guess we can interpret this however we want, but that's how I took it. Um, <laughs> it depends on the situation, which would be good and which would be bad. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, but from their perspective, I get it. Like I would want to do it if I were them. Okay. So, uh, thank you for that tub day. So next email is from Callie, the dog. And it says, Hey, Jared, can you make a sound clip of your laugh from last week's episode when you were talking about Paul's terrible cooking? It's about 1423 <laughs> in the show. It was a good one. Uh, I will do that. Thank you, Callie. And it's a picture of Callie the dog in snow, covered in snow. <laughs> oh, uh, in snow? Yeah. It's a cute pic. You're going to have to send Pat's me that. going to take a look here. <laughs> Callie, Callie the dog, well, her human handler actually just called me. Yes. And I had to ignore it. So, sorry, Callie the dog handler. <laughs> That's a sweet pup. Yeah, it is a sweet pup. For <laughs> sure. It's a, a good dog. Um, well, there you go. That was the uh, <laughs> the emails I had. Pat, what was something, uh, anything you want to get to? I have booze news. Oh, all right. I haven't done a booze news in a while. I got uh, booze news. Came up on my feed today. Booze news. Thank you. According to ABC There's Seven, <laughs> Chicago weed killer, not like marijuana, like weeds on the street. Okay. Weed killer found in popular wines and beers. Some of the ones they list are Coors Light, Miller Light, Corona, <laughs> Heineken, and Samuel Adams. So okay, great. Um. <laughs> Good to know because that's like most of the beers I've been drinking my whole life. Yeah. Um, in terms of actual damage it could cause, it said, doesn't say. Oh, the level of, oh God, I'm going to butcher this. <laughs> Glyphosate are not necessarily dangerous, but are still concerning due to possible health risks. Um, thank you. Good to know. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Is Winking Owl on the wine list there? They didn't uh, list anyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> It, it, I'm, you know, I'm drinking that right now. I don't know how you <laughs> figure that out. But <laughs> I'm not overly yeah, shocked. So, whenever they come out with these reports, they're like, "There's rat poison in this." Yeah, and I'm like, "You're telling me some guy walks up to every single container and pours rat poison in it? No, yeah. there's a common chemical in like the two things, which there's eight billion chemicals. So get off your high horse, I, vegans. I don't know, Paul. It's not going to hurt anybody. Vegans. <laughs> well, Paul, yeah, I mean, I'm... I don't know if I agree with that because you saw they documented that actually in a movie uh, on Nickelodeon in the 90s or early 2000s, and that was Good Burger. And the guys from Mondo Burger <laughs> actually went over and put the uh, shark poison in uh, oh, yeah. Kelsey, in, in the secret sauce. 
Yeah. I mean, that's one instance, though. <laughs> well, that's just the You're only documented me. instance. I think other reports have been trying to say that for a while. Jay, with all the cores I've drank, uh, it, it's probably not going to harm anybody. Or else I have superpowers. Those are the two options. Is there a benefit that we could see to using, um, like, to you to having a, a weed killer inside of us? Yeah. When you go pee outside after drinking all that, yeah, all that brew, guess what? You got a nice clean yard. <laughs> you don't got to get down on your knees anymore. Just stand up and take a piss. I, I think. Here's my here's my kind of way that I think because I agree with you, Paul. But like, there comes an issue sometimes when you're in like the front yard and like you're worried about your neighbors and stuff like that. What about show them your gift? Yeah, <laughs> you could yeah you could give them a little present. Or what I'm thinking is uh, your dog, right? You've got your dog, and you can train dogs to do a lot of things. I'm pretty sure you could train a dog to urinate on weeds. So why don't we start adding this weed killer to dog food? Have them start okay. peeing on weeds. And I think we got a solution. Sounds good to me. Callie the dog might love this weed killer. Well, Callie's like 12, and she's probably not the best young pup to test it on. She'll die. <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah. to get some young dogs from the shelter. Yeah. So uh, is this going to affect how you drink this at all, Pat, or not so much? It's not going to affect me at all. Okay. No. I've been drinking beer in moderation, so okay, not so really weed killer levels. in moderation. Yeah, okay. Here's a little conspiracy theory. Tell me if tell me if I'm wrong or right. And this one, I have to give a shout out to uh, Amy as well. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Amy as yeah. well. Well, she she shout came up with Amy. this idea. So, um, wait, this is her conspiracy theory? Yes. Like not the internet's. No, this is her. She thinks. Oh God. Okay, so her thought here is that Brian Erlacher was never bald. That he knew going into the NFL, NFL knows, players know they have a short career, right? They know that any, any chance that they could be out of the league, right? One, they're one injury away. Are you saying he was preparing to have this all lined up to be the bald guy yes. who now has hair? So he was shaving his head bald the entire career of his NFL college career, however long he's been bald knowing that he could get some sort of hair contract uh, when he got out of the NFL by having hair and being this miracle, hey, look, now I have hair. Give me all this money. Because if you go drive through Chicago, for those that are not here, it is insane how many billboards are yes. like hair lacquer <laughs> or Erlacher hair, you know, Erlacher yeah. one, uh, balding zero. My buddy lives on like the 13th floor in this building. Yeah. And you look out and you just see Brian with his big <laughs> head of hair. <laughs> it is it is absolutely insane how many of these there are. I'm going to start off saying that he used to play football in the state of New Mexico and it was probably really hot and yep. having to wear a helmet before I can tell you it sucks. Yep. So I'm thinking he started shaving it back in yep. those days. And then they're like, hey, you're pretty good. You might, you might make in the NFL. And he's like, well, if I make the NFL, I won't have any good actual working experience. So I'll need something to do after I'm done. Hey, I got this idea for this hair thing. I'm going to shave my head. I don't know. Tell me I'm wrong. Was the science ready when he started playing I'm football? I'm not a fucking scientist. I don't even know if the science is ready now. What do you mean? He has hair now. The, 
I think the hair as a as a balding guy. I'll I can chime in. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. (laughs) Yeah. So so Erlacher, I'm looking at his hair. Right, it's got the before photo, top of the head. He's like at my level. He probably has more hair than me (laughs) right now. Just just from like his little buzz cut. So he was shaving his head bald, but he had extreme receding hairline going on. Extreme. Like I'm talking middle of the scalp. So I think he had receding hairline, but he was definitely uh, shaving his head for a reason. So so you yeah so you would say there's some truth behind this deed. There could be, and uh, he's suing another company for two hundred thousand dollars right now for using his image. <laughs> what? How would they think they could get away with that? Yeah, he well, it's in Florida, so they're like he never goes to Florida. <laughs> yeah. <it> turns yeah. out. <laughs> It's a Florida idea. Yeah, that is a very Florida idea. <laughs> Except for everybody from uh, Chicago goes to Florida all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah, it's warm there. there. Yeah, it's warm there. Yeah. Um, and when you think of Florida, you think of the beach. You don't think of the actual Florida. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't think of, yeah. like, Tallahassee. No. No. Tallahassee. No. <laughs> no, you don't want to be there. You think of, like, Miami and then the theme parks in Orlando. Yes. Yep, yeah, beaches and my nice. Yep, that's the small part of Florida. You're yes. right. Yeah. Um, okay, I wanted to do, as my Jeff Goldblum review, I wanted to do a Jeff Goldblum concert review. Hi, hi, hi. I'm Jeff Goldblum. You, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? <laughs> What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Because she's sweet and like a peach and like a juicy and sweet. You're afraid to be too Goldblum. He thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's going to be Goldblum. By jamming them into his pocket. I'm going to get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, People always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? Oh. Oh. It's It's probably all jazz. So he played the piano, got up and sang. Spot on. Well, yeah. Maybe even threw in the sax if he knows how to do that. He does not. Okay, good. Even though he did play the sax in the movie Lush Life with uh, Forrest Whitaker, he does. I don't think he actually knows how to play the sax. Um, so I went to this concert, uh, and I was like two weeks ago at this at this point, and Jeff Goldblum came with his band, the Mildred Snitzer Orchestra, which I reviewed there. Uh, CD that I listened to their album that I listened to. Uh, if you that say, was a good album. If you say CD, you can't really say CD anymore because it's like an album. Nobody, even nobody though buys CDs. yeah, nobody buys CDs. And you say album, even though album is really referring to a vinyl album. Typically, it was right. No, they that's like a record. Yeah, but I mean a record yeah. is even. Well, I think I the was album say is vinyl a collection of records. songs. Yeah, CD would be like album. Okay, an album would just be generic term that album's a it. generic term. Yeah. yeah, but I thought I just think of it more with a vinyl. I don't know why, but I just I know I agree with what you're saying. I just when I say album, I think of like a vinyl. Anyway, you mean people like, get the point? Yeah, I know what you mean though, because it's kind of weird when you think about it now. Yeah, like what do you mean? Like you mean like a set of songs? Yes. Yeah. What is a set of songs? Is technically an album. Album. It's yeah. called an album. It's an album. But it was originally referred to an album when it was on a vinyl record. 
Yeah, I think it's always been it an was album. The album. But it's what was just, before it's just vinyl? How you, it's just how you. No, nothing. It's just how there you, was like eight tracks, but those weren't albums. Those were after vinyls too. Yeah, it's just the uh, the format. Yeah, format's different. It's an album. It depends what format it is. All right. An album is a blank book for the insertion of photographs, stamps, or pictures. <laughs> so, or or a collection of records, of recordings issued as a single item on CD, record, or another medium. So yeah, album is the the thing we're looking for here. Or okay. a bachelorette party in Nashville that is now on Facebook. <laughs> yes. Ooh. With the wing picture. With a wing picture. Uh, so <laughs> I am going to review uh, Jeff Goldblum's... I reviewed Jeff Goldblum's MP3s that I heard earlier, uh, his Spotify playlist, his album, if you will, uh, that I heard earlier. Uh, but this was the actual, like, you know, the, him in person. So he came, and originally he was just doing one show in Chicago. That show got sold out, so he did the second show. And so I, oh, was, yeah. I actually went to the second show. And the second show... Uh, was actually his last show on the tour, which was not, which is kind Special. of fun. I didn't know that oh, until wow. he said that like halfway through. Do you know if he did the exact same set from the night before? It was earlier. Earlier, oh, it was eight. Similar. It was an eight and a ten thirty show. Oh, so he did like a medley. Yeah, back to back, back to back shows. Yeah, interesting. So the place was at. Uh, I'll just start with the venue. We arrive and uh, there's a long wait, very long. Doors opened at whatever time, and we were there probably. 15 minutes early they didn't let anybody even get close it was freezing chicago weather and sounds, so i'm staying outside yeah, and it's cold. Sounds fun. yeah but it was at park west which is i'd never been to before but it's kind of in the gold coast area of chicago and we go in there and there is a big circle it's a cool venue it's very it feels like a jazz club but bigger like it's very loungy seats it's not like a concert venue seats it's like little booths oh. and little tables interesting um but it's fairly big um you know it's not like a not like a you know stadium not like a chicago theater size you know not i'm trying to think how many seats that i think were in there a couple hundred maybe 300 400 for intimate shows it was it was i've seen like the concerts that i would be interested going into there it's like the front man of a band minus his band doing an acoustic set yes yeah yeah it's 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 a perfect size because you feel like you're going to get the concert vibe, but it's not like too – you feel – it does feel intimate, like you're kind of saying. So, Do they have like bars and stuff? Inside? Yeah, they had, a, they had a bar that you could – it was just outside. Actually, no, inside there they had a bar. The whole back was a bar. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. And they had waitresses that came over to you, like that type of thing. You were sitting – you had an actual Ooh, like, seat nice. type of thing. So anyway, we get in there. I think he was supposed to start at 10, not 10.30. And then so at 9, about 9.40, all of a sudden we just hear him talking – and look over and he's just like standing on these steps just like talking to everybody like just like starts he was trying to say like let's do like uh five separations of jeff goldblum to uh um to you just pick some actor and i'll see how i can relate him to me and so somebody picked somebody you know like i don't know it was like jeff daniels or something and then he did a couple movies something led to jim carrey something led to earth girls are easy and then he's like i was in earth girls are easy with jim carrey and like that, you know, <laughs> so he's, he's doing this. And then this is 20 minutes before the show. And so he talks a little bit and then he starts walking down the stairs. And here was the issue though. He was on the opposite side. He decided to do his walk on literally the opposite side of where I was seated. And then he starts walking through. And so for about 15 minutes, he goes from the back of the place to the front of the place, which is not 
does not take long at all, except for when he's mobbed with people. Yeah, it does. So he has a microphone in his hand, and he lets everybody that wants to try to take a selfie with him try to take a selfie with him. People, girls are, like, grabbing his butt. He keeps mentioning that. And you didn't uh, take a <laughs> selfie with him? I tried to get up. Well, so, like, after I realized what he was doing, I tried to get up there. At that point, there was a huge crowd. I did get a picture very close. Okay. Um, I was within five feet of him. But, like, to actually get oh, the... Oh, wow. Could you and, smell his cologne? No, I couldn't smell him. Oh, I could not smell it. him. But he does this, and he's just, like, saying these ridiculous things. Um, some guy takes the mic from him and starts, like, just singing a Jeff Goldblum song that this guy just made up. <laughs> uh, one of Steed's uh, mom's friends took a picture with Jeff, right? Yeah, my mom just texted me a picture of some girl with Jeff Goldblum. I'm like, Mom, who is that, and what's going on? Yeah. And then I called Jared, and I'm like, Jade, somebody just took and Jay's like, I know, I know, I see him. I'm close. <laughs> I'm like, I'm there right now. Yeah. So, yeah. so he walks through there, and like I said, he, any anybody like people are like really groping him, like seriously groping him, taking these selfies, all this stuff. Um, then he goes up to the stage, and the and the rest of the band comes, and the girl, I he didn't even. The strange thing was, he really didn't announce the rest of the band the whole time, which I thought was a little strange because usually you kind of do that. In a jazz type scenario, you say, "Oh, we got him on the bass." And I then, guess, yeah. I don't know. Are they like a unit though? Or are they like a? Is there anyone like a like traveling it? unit that just kind of works with him? I think they're Do a traveling know? unit. I'm not sure if the singer was because when I had seen him perform with the Miller Center Orchestra before, it was uh, Haley Reinhardt was the singer, and this time I don't even know who it was because he didn't announce it. the The main singer was this this smaller girl that like is one of those singers where she she looked like she put no effort into singing and had this just amazing kind of old school sounding voice but super small and like you see a lot of people singing they're like they look like they're really like going at it she looked like she was like just almost whispering like talking like how we're talking here but it was like a perfect like song it was insane so she didn't have like the uh stage presence no, no, she no, she chose not to. She just looks. It was it was a jazz, so it's kind of relaxed. It was right? She was like doing little dancey stuff, but like Ooh. you know, little was she jazz. Facing the crowd, she was facing the crowd, but she, like the amount of like you could tell she had to. She didn't have to project at all. Like it took her no effort to make a full projection, like musical note type of thing. It was very. I've never seen somebody kind of like that where it took that little effort to sing. Like some people, you just realize just have a natural ability to sing, and that's kind of what this was. So, um, Steed are going in the water. What? No, never mind. Okay. So, uh, I was getting, so anyway. I was getting, I was getting more winking out cause I'm trying to fertilize my front yard. <laughs> Jared. So, uh, anyway, so, so they have the band and, you know, it's just kind of like a drummer, a guitarist, bass guy, singer, Jeff's on the piano the whole time. So they're playing some songs. And basically the way it would work is Jeff would, the band would play a song. Jeff maybe sung, sung on like one or two of them, maybe just one of them. Most of the time he's just playing the piano. Um, and then he would, he would do a song or two and then he would go up and somebody would hand him a sheet of paper and he said, I have no idea what's on the sheet of paper. We're going to talk about this. I do this every show. <laughs> so he'd just start, he'd just start talking and he'd be like, um, what are, uh, everybody name these, uh, name these, what these quotes are from. And he would just start saying something, and they were like, "These are." He said they were all going to be like uh, uh, mob movie quotes, and they were quotes I had never heard of. But a bunch of people in the audience are shouting out things, right? And then some one of them was like a uh, a uh, Christopher Walken quote, and then he's like, "How many movies oh. have I been in with Christopher Walken?" And I said three, and it turns out it was four. 
Dang. Um, oh, you did he idiot. You were wrong. No, no, because a couple of people shouted as well. I was. He like flipped you off. Yeah, he flipped me off. But then he did like things like to you. So then he'd do another song, and then he'd bring somebody up. He just like picked two people from the audience, like come up here, and then he like all right, grab this, and he gave him like this this little script. It was a guy and a girl, and the girl's like, hey, can I do a can I do a uh, joke first? And then this girl just does this <laughs> joke on the stage. She's wearing like this leopard uh, jumpsuit. And does a joke on a stage where it involves like uh, like some blowjob joke oh. that she just says on <laughs> stage, and just like mimicking the motion of a blowjob like while this is going on. Um, <laughs> and then uh, he, the, all it said on here was, it was a Rodney Dangerfield like a couple lines of Rodney Dangerfield that said in some movies. And they he said, "I want you two to do a, your best Rodney Dangerfield impression." And this here's the script. <laughs> and the girl was actually really good at that. And then the guy, like, this is what the concert was like. It was like he'd do some jazzy song, which I, I think it was very solid jazz music. It was all, it was not original music. It was all like, here's Dizzy Gillespie. Here's, you know, somebody else. Here's somebody else. Covers. Covers. Yeah. But then he made it very much his concert by just, like, random things. I mean, he probably did six or seven songs okay. in an hour and a half. Oh my I God. mean, the, the, so much of it was him just talking to the audience and it made it and i was fine with it because it's like how much of the concert are you going for for the music to me i could listen to it i mean it's i seeing stuff live is fun right I mean, it's a different experience hearing something live right Way better but also if it's songs that i don't care about as much like i like jazz music but i don't like i'm not going to more to you know i don't necessarily listen to it very often mm. you know I like it in the background of some things, that kind of thing, but not. I'm not like seeking it out a lot. So I don't care about the music much. What I cared about was kind of the experience, and Jeff kind of brought the ultimate experience with this because it was just so ridiculous. The stuff that was going on was just, you know, very. He had somebody. He had somebody. Hey, bring up a text. You like pick some of the audience. Give me your phone and give me a text message conversation you've had with somebody, and I'm going to read it in a Jeff Goldblum voice. Oh my god! And like that's the kind of stuff that was going on in this in this concert, <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd go back down. But here's the crazy thing: his uh, interaction with the singer was very. She was very handsy with him. It was very interesting, Ooh. and uh, like a lot of touching from her to him. And like it was very. <laughs> she was like, getting, gotta get a little sexy in there. She was like trying to take the most advantage of. Hey, I'm with Jeff Goldblum at a concert. I'm right next to him and like she was really being very touchy with him. Mm. Yeah. Jay, you sound jealous because <laughs> first you were complimenting her a lot. Now you're jealous of her. What are you, what's going on, man? Um, I, she's taking advantage of the situation. Do we need to track her and I, down? Think, I think she's doing the right thing and I would probably have done this. I wouldn't have touched him as much, but I probably would have done a lot of stuff. A lot of people wore glasses. Jay, what I'm trying to say is you're in love with the singer of this jazz band. I am not. I am not. I didn't find her attractive at all. But I liked her. Damn. I know. I know. Oh, well, Sorry, guys. I mean, I was going to invite her on the podcast, but now I can't. Oh, my God. She's got Um, self-esteem issues. I'm not saying other people (laughs) wouldn't find her attractive. I was saying I was not attracted to her. Um, But... I would have I would have been handsy with the bloom. That's what uh, yeah. As handsy as he would let me. As handsy as the like not for me. Not for me. (laughs) Thank you, Pat. (laughs) Pat 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 knows how to yes. Thank you, Pat. Not for me. (laughs) And so yeah, I would say that's kind of uh where it it was it was very enjoyable. It was a top tier, it was a Jeff Goldblum on the Independence Day movie review scale, if we were gonna put that on that scale. That could buy it, I think, at least some time to uh 
to take them, take them out, take them down, do your, do your stuff. It was way better than I expected it to be. I knew I wanted to see it. I wasn't thinking I was originally going to go initially because it was expensive. Um, but it, I was, uh, it was, it was very enjoyable. So I'm very glad I went. Um, I would for sure That's see him. That's good to hear. Back. What's that? Everybody go check it out next time he tours. Yeah, if he does another tour, and I know a lot of times he just does like in Los Angeles, he just like does performances. I don't not sure if it would be the same type of thing, but he just does like club performances and stuff like that, or he does in the New York at the Carlisle, like we talked about that kind of thing. So be ready for that. Oh yeah. Okay. So just a quick note on the bloom. Yep. Uh, we are being cuckolded by Conan O'Brien. I did. I sent yes. I sent you guys that. Uh, Jeff Goldblum doesn't have time to do Chubstep podcast. Yeah, but he goes with this nobody Conan O'Brien. Exactly. So I did a little re. I, I listened to the podcast, of course, and I did a little research. You listened to that one? Yeah. I haven't had a chance to, so don't spoil it for well, me. Well, here's what I. It's not a spoiler, but he did the podcast directly following him his appearance on Conan's show. Oh, wow. So he didn't separate extra time for it. He literally just went from the stage and recorded the podcast with Conan. Wow. So Conan uses his show as leverage. And that's such bullshit. That's like, it's such a sleazy move by Conan. This is the kind of bullshit stuff that I can't, I can't put up with. You know what? We're in an official podcast feud now. Official podcast feud with Conan. Yeah, official podcast feud with Conan O'Brien. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair. I'll, I'd like, uh, you know, if anybody wants to tweet out on our behalf, um, we should do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure everybody's going to tweet angrily at Conan O'Brien, and he'll have to respond. <laughs> he'll have to. He'll have no choice but to respond. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take it pretty hard. And don't blame Jeff for this. It's not his fault. He didn't. No, this is not his. He was. He was tricked. He was tricked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Rat Conan. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys, anything else you want to get to, Pat? Wait here. I don't have anything other than booze news okay. this week. Okay. Steed, anything you want to get to? Uh, I'm good, brah. Okay, brah. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up there then, brah. Uh, so people Thanks, email the show chubstep.podcast at gmail.com and rate the show on iTunes. Uh, we like those iTunes reviews, and then. Pat's got his giveaway, but he doesn't have, since he's he's here at my place, he doesn't have the thing to do. I have two more giveaways to do, but Pat's, Pat's will make the noise next week. I got to buy another one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you have to include this week. Pat has to buy another one. Um, so if you <laughs> if you guess what it is, then I'll send you a, a signed copy of, uh, I think it was War Stories. Yeah, that's right. War Stories. Everybody's favorite yeah, Jeff Goldblum movie, War Stories. <laughs> And a, and a sleeve of Chubstep golf balls. So uh, if you could guess, even based on these last couple clues from the last couple episodes, feel free to do that at, uh, at Chubstep Jared or Chubstep Podcast on Twitter. And the show's ended. I rest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.